Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new and exciting episode of our take on General Hospital. My name is Jonathan, and I'll be your host today. And joining me, as always, we have Tina and Tony Ann. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. All right. So not a whole lot of news uh, to discuss this week. Um, The only thing I can say is oof to some of those pictures from Graceland because that – Yikes. Just was looked yikes. like an experience, and I'm not too sad to have missed out. But hopefully, if any of you guys went to Graceland and can tell me that it was better than some of those pictures looked, I'd be appreciated. Cause yeah, so yeah. just those were some of those were a choice. I don't know why Frank Valentini decided to post, or why some other people, Steve Burton, uh, decided to post. Um, but such is life. I will say, this week, though, there is more exciting things to talk about on screen for once. Than I'm so off. excited. And I'm just ready to dive right in. So I guess the biggest piece of information or things that happened this week was Taggart just randomly appeared back. What did you guys think of this surprise return? I screamed. I screamed when I saw the promo. I screamed when the episode aired. I screamed when the actor liked my tweet, welcoming him back. Like, I was just all happiness and screaming. I was very excited to see that um, they brought him back. Um, I I, I was really excited that um, it was kept under wraps as it should be. Um... And it was really just a um, a good surprise. Yeah. I forgive them for their boring, bland spoilers when they pull off surprises like this. But, so here's my question, though, or argument or whatever against it. Didn't they spoil it in the promo? Well, they spoiled it in the promo the day before. Yeah. So why why would – why, after all that time – it's why I'm, like, currently arguing with days – why like you keep something under wraps you do this great surprise and why is that not just like a shock to the viewer instead of it was in the spoiler for the day before well can i just tell you that a lot of people really thought that it was like a flash of curtis until they went back and rewatched it <laughs> i'm not surprised because sometimes you don't know what you're looking at in those promos. So, I, you know, I'm not mad at that. You know, it's not like they spoiled it in Soap Opera Digest and said, hey, he's back a whole week before it airs. It was literally 24 hours before. And some people. Which is worse, though. That's that's why it feels like it's worse, because then it's like you're not even getting the promotional value of an SOD. It's just kind of ruining like one of your big twists the day before. But And some people don't even see the preview because they don't have the preview on Hulu. So if you watch the show online and not on the DVR, you don't see the preview. Correct. Well, either way, Taggart is back, and he is out for revenge. And here to get Sonny, um, what did you think of the way that he was kind of interrogating Mike and the way he was reintroduced thus far with his connection to Jordan? <sighs> Okay, can I just tell you how much I love the fact that Anger Boy is back? Yes, yes. <laughs> I loved him calling him Anger Boy. And then he's like, well, I guess you're not a boy anymore. 
Like this, the Taggart and Sonny and Taggart and Jason scenes were great. I was kind of cringing a little bit at the Taggart Mike scenes because I just, uh, I just don't like it when it seems like someone is taking advantage of somebody in Mike's condition. Well, I don't know that Taggart completely knew Mike's condition. Yeah, from the dialogue, it sounded like he wasn't, he didn't realize how advanced it was. You know, so I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Because um, I don't think he knew. Or he may have. I don't know. I could be just giving him the benefit of the doubt for no reason. That was the only thing that was a little cringe to me. But it's cringe no matter who does it. But Taggart and Sonny and Taggart and Jason completely made up for the little minimal cringe I felt in the start. But if Jordan called him here for the thing with her DEA boss that apparently was on five years ago that nobody really cares about, but I digress. Why did he go to Turning Woods at all? Well, I like I said, I think he knew he was there, but didn't realize exactly what the situation was. But I could be wrong. Right. But my my thing is, if he's there for the for Jordan's case, is he there for another reason and just is using Jordan's case as an excuse? Because it seemed weird that he would go there at all. I just assumed it's all going to tie together in the in the end. Like we're we're still just really early on in it. I feel like the case is going to tie into Sonny, and that's kind of why he's he's there. I wonder if it's going to tie into this thing with the blown up coffee truck, and I'm sure Gladys is connected to that. Yeah, it's all one big umbrella story. I'm excited. Well, I think that is a positive that oh, we totally. are getting a big umbrella story. Absolutely. And who would have thought it would have been a mob related story and we would have been happy about it. So the counterside to, I guess, that, as you kind of mentioned, was, I guess, Laura's part of that story as she's got plans to rebuild and revitalize the waterfront district and piers and goes to ned with her plans and they two kind of discuss a little bit wasn't wasn't that the opposing viewpoint well what do you guys think about laura's developments i i like her plan um i don't know given michael's connection to sunny that elq is the best place for her to go well i mean Oh, I probably should have asked this question before we started. Are, are we referencing Monday? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Well, she does end up meeting with Jax today, um, who is like, well, if you're if you can get ELQ on board, I'm on board. So she is kind of trying to. Um, 
she's getting all her ducks in a row. Yes. It's interesting that she's doing this now. I wonder what motivated it. Um, I think part of it is the anniversary of becoming a mayor. Oh, that could be. Because that was discussed. It's, um, it, it's just interesting timing. I, I'm not upset by it. It's just interesting. And not something I actually thought they would have Laura even try to do, given how buddy-buddy she is with Sonny. Well, it'll just be interesting to kind of see where they take that story. Um, But I think it's all going to come to an head, you know, as we see who gets shot in the trailer. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think everything else, though, kind of built and tied up to the revelation with Nell, right? Yes. Um, and her going into the uh, whole Shiloh's memorial um, and that just blowing it all up. So, Tina, what did you think of Nell's reappearance as Shiloh's widow? Well, I think this is finally pushing along the whole Wiley reveal because she's yes. the person we were kind of missing off the canvas. And I mean, can I just say kudos to us for guessing this? Because we said months ago that sh- that they got married. I think we guessed it before he even died. Yeah. So I just uh, love that we were right. <laughs> yeah, we did pick up on that quite some time ago. Um, and of course she was going to, you know, we knew she was going to make a play. Mm-hmm. And just, I loved her entrance at the wake, though. Like, she was in this whole dramatic funeral garb and then she's having the speech and then like you could see everybody's reactions to her and then like when Jason finally said something she's like oh you talk I forgot you were here that was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) excuse me I loved that moment also um I liked Jason telling Carly that Nell was back too. That was another good moment for me. Yes. Um, I, I can tell you that Monday's episode, I just really wanted to smack Michael. <laughs> oh no, I was, I was team Michael on that one. No, I don't like him moving her into, um, the quarter main mansion. Well, I think he's going to move her into the court. See, I thought based on the fact that he has that conversation with Sasha on the balcony of Sonny's in the promo, 
that he was going to move Nell into the quarter mains and then he was going to move into Sonny's. That's where I thought that was going. I'm just telling you, you don't move somebody into no house and then not be there with them. Like, I would be pissed if I was one of the core mates and you just move Nell on up in here and then you're not here to, like, babysit that. Like, no, you get this hoe out of my house and move on because I ain't not cleaning up with your little trash. Oh, well, can <laughs> we just – but, but do we just know this is going to be endless fodder for Tracy? Okay, can we just talk about the the Nell Brooklyn fights that are about to happen? Because the first one that happened was epic and possibly my favorite Brooklyn scene to date. I don't know. I kind of liked her hitting Chase over the head with the bottle. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Oh, that was great. But her scenes when she called Nell on the carpet were my fa- I think my favorite scene of the week between what she said and then Ned's reaction to it, which was like 50%, oh crap, I better break this up, and 50%, that's my girl. Did you see his face as he was watching them fight? Yes. Priceless. Yes, that was... That was interesting. I mean, I, I I don't know about having to go back to the Lulu Brooklyn well, but hey, I'm here. It needed to be addressed, but I don't need it to keep going. But you know what? It's given M. Ryland something to do where she finally sort of feels like Lulu. Because I haven't felt like this was her in a while. Yeah. And I will say the scene between Dustin and Lulu where they actually, like, had the moment where they quoted the song was so cute. So what did you think of the fact that now Brooklyn is tied to, you know, the teacher? So what do we think their past is? Well, they kind of told us what their past was. I don't know if there's more to it or not, but apparently Dustin used to be a songwriter and he met Brooklyn in a bar and then Brooklyn decided to move on to bigger and better things and dumped him. And he decided to no longer be a songwriter and pursued a teaching career. It's basically the condensed version. That's what I understood. Now I have to wonder if he was honest. See, I don't think so. Because that's just... Why bring it up then? You know? Like, it sounds like they really didn't matter to each other the way that he tells the story. He didn't bring it up. She did. uh, Brooklyn called him Dusty and Lulu's antenna went all the way up. And she would not let it go. She was like a dog with a bone. Well, would you let it go? Well, no, but I'm just saying. So it's not like Dustin went out of his way to make a point. He went out of his way to avoid talking about it. And she wouldn't let it go. Which I guess is to John's point. Why was exactly. he so quick? It's There's more to it, in my opinion. But we'll, no, we'll have to I, say and find out. 
I don't disagree with you now that I'm thinking. So I guess my other question is then what did you guys think of the whole Alexis now having to deal with the fallout of her relationship? Right. So <laughs> that I feel like this is like an instant exit for Neil. Because yeah. I literally I literally forgot he existed until he showed up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like they've almost decided against whatever their original story plan was for him. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to go in a different direction now. Which is probably for the better. Yeah. Probably. Do we care about this Jordan thing? I mean, I know it brought Taggart back to town, but do we care about Jordan investigating this guy? I think we're going to need to care. Um, I think it's going to somehow tie in to everything else we see. You know what would have made me care? If this guy, and this is going to sound wrong, because I don't actually want this character to be dead. I would like him to come back someday. But if the dead guy had turned out to be Sean, I would care ten times more. Uh, All right. I I, I see your point. Because I thought this was some random guy we'd never heard of before until somebody apparently went back and looked at Jordan's wiki page, which apparently she has one, uh, and found that this guy was actually on screen during her original run, you know, during, you know, Jordan's origin story when she was undercover with the DEA. Right, when Anna brought her in. I completely blocked that out. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I can tell you that I had kind of blocked it out as well. But the internet never forgets. Thank God. <laughs> well, that's so, one of the cool things about GH right now is that they at least are using their history, right? Well, True. They, they can use their history. They don't have to make it up. Like, it's, it's right here in front of us, um, which is a nice change. Uh, and they're not even having at this point to contort history. Um, no, like like we've seen happen in the past. Um, you know, sometimes they they take history and they turn it into you know they you twist know. it to fit its needs. Correct. Um, and they don't even need to do that at this point. No, which is nice. It actually feels like people care about this show. There's an energy that's been missing that I am just, I enjoy watching the show again. And one of the big reasons why is Nicholas and Ava. 
well, they they have an interesting dynamic. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, there was that part of me that was very sad that they had, you know, they 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 made they made him go. They they made Nick uh, they made Spencer kind of be so negative. I was kind of hoping Spencer would be happy to see him. Not that his reaction is not legitimate. It is. Um, I guess I wanted him to go happy a little bit faster. Um, and maybe he will tomorrow. It very well could could be. Or the next time we see him. You know, he might just need a little bit of time to process it because it's, you know, he went from, oh, my God, dad, you're alive to, oh, my God, you chose to be away from me for three years. Like that, that's, that's a lot. And I love that he's like, wait, did you have head trauma? Did you not know who you were? Like, that's such a soap kid answer, like question. But I love that he asked it. Yes. Yes, that was that that was cute. Um, nobody else bothered to ask that question. Um, so that was that was sweet, but I don't know. I just I, I guess I felt bad for Nicholas. Um, Ava I, definitely helped that along. Yeah, no, I definitely felt bad for Nicholas. Because I don't think he ever thought that coming back would be this hard. I actually think he thought that everybody would understand his motivations for doing this. But when Spencer said he hated him, oh, man, you could feel the knife to his gut that that was. Well, I I, I think he never realized how important Mm -hmm. he was to his family without the money they never Um, cared about the money all they wanted was him yeah right he didn't realize that but yeah yeah, he didn't realize that um i think part of that is just being raised cast nine they put such a value on money um and he You know, just kind of went along with what they said. And it's interesting, too, when you think about all that Spencer lost in these three years. He had to leave his home, leave his family. Like he said, he broke both of his legs and his father wasn't there he had to grow up in a completely different country because he couldn't even be home. Like, well, he couldn't be home through behavior of his own. Right. Uh, Which was a reaction to his father dying. Right. But that was also because he would not give up on bringing 
Valentine down. down. And that's something that he needs to remember. Um, he was so tunnel focused on Valentin that he's just like his father. Yep. I wonder kettle. if that's going to be what brings him back around. And maybe it will. I don't know. Because I feel like he's going to call Laura and they're going to have a conversation and it might be just a phone conversation and like he's gonna like he's gonna go you know start talking and saying all this stuff and Laura's gonna be might say something like well honey that's kind of what you were like when you dealt with Valentine so as angry as you are at him can you also see it from his perspective because you were also in that position and that might bring him back around or at least that's how I would do it if I was writing the show It's really just interesting to, to see and see it played out. And I'm so happy that we're getting those beats. And I will say that Nicholas does have great chemistry with Spencer again. I yes. was kind of curious how that was going to be and how it was going to play out. But they, they do still have the father-son chemistry, in my opinion. No, they totally do. And they look like father and son, which is cool. And I like, too, that, like, you can see that Spencer has matured a lot, even from the last time that we saw him. They're not really writing him as a precocious little boy anymore. They're actually writing him as a teen, which works. And you could actually, and you could see the emotion on Spencer's face because even as Ava was talking when Nicholas was out of the room, Spencer looked like he wanted to cry because he was so hurt that his father would willingly be separated from from him for these last three years. That that's definitely. It's just, it's going to be so interesting to see how it plays out and where it goes from here. Okay. Was there anything else in this week's uh, episodes that you guys wanted to address? I don't think so. Well, I, I, I did want to... Um, touch a little bit more on the whole Neil and Alexis thing. Um, Cause a friend of mine who is um, a therapist, uh, I was talking to her yesterday and I said, is this really a thing? And I guess in some States it is. Interesting. Um, and you know, we very often, uh, like to attack soaps for not being at all realistic. And I have no idea if this is a thing in New York. Uh, but it was interesting to see um, that, wow, this is actually a thing in some places. Because there is conversation online about Willow 
nullifying the adoption. Well, especially after the scene from in at for the preview for tomorrow. Was it Jocelyn who said it to her? Somebody said it to her that she should do it. I didn't know that that was the thing. Well, there's this whole argument that, you know, she only had so many days and those days are at an end. And that's it. And then there are other people that are like, well, you know, maybe what Julian did threw a spanner in the works. And maybe she does have a leg to stand on if she wanted to. Oh, because Julian backed her down. Right. He, he, you know, tried to blackmail her out of town and all that other crazy stuff. But they also could even say Wiley, not that Wiley's in imminent danger, but like Wiley's not in a safe environment given the current circumstances with Brad and Lucas and Nell looming. See, I thought. Well, and, we and, headed- and, and that's the whole thing. I mean, you could very easily um, make an argument that he suddenly let a convicted killer move in and, and child protective services probably swooped that boy right out of there. Which is, a, which I think Chase said something to that Correct. effect in today's episode, which I thought was pretty freaking cool. And, you know, I thought we were heading in the direction of Michael trying to get custody of Wiley. Well, I was kind of hoping that's where it was going to go. But now he's just taken himself out of the running by letting Nell move in to the quarter main house. Because I don't think he wants to separate Brad from Wiley. I think he wants Wiley (laughs) to be safe. Right. No, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he he that's what he wants, but he's just taken himself out of the potential people who could make a claim on Wiley. Because you got what? Julian and Bobby. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the grandparents. And then you've got Michael and Sam, who are the godparents. Oh, that's right. Sam is his godmother. Well, she's on probation for killing somebody. Can can we discuss Sam for one quick second? That was I've the been, other place where I wanted to go. <laughs> because I've been getting into Twitter debates about this all freaking week. And I'm sorry, Sam is being an idiot. Jason is not worth going to jail and separating yourself from your kids. Your choices don't just affect you anymore. They also affect your kids. You do not have the right to put your kids through this just because you want Jason's dick. Sorry, but I (laughs) (laughs) I am so over this and I had to get it out. Yeah, um, I think I'm right there with you. Um, I may not have put it in those words, but sorry. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I think the words are great. Well, well said. I mean, Tina, you're you're a mom. If I mean, I am. So, if you not that you ever would be, but if if you were in that situation, you would obviously choose the well-being of your kid over always. Exactly. Um, I I, I do think it's funny that you know she gets let out on probation and they seem to think everything was going to be fine and dandy. Um, they call it probation for a reason. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I do understand the complication of them sharing a child. Um, and that's what they have lawyers for. And, uh, I, I would restrict my meetings to in my attorney's offices. um, or in public places around other people. I wouldn't Wh- even try the whole run into each other that they were planning at the Metro Court. And uh, does she not think her parole officer is going to check her phone records? Uh, I don't know. Is she using a burner phone? I, 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 I it, it, seriously, they, they, it, they could. They're stumbling one after the other. Um. I don't know. They're just making a lot of dumb mistakes and dumb choices and dumb. They're not thinking any of it out. And it doesn't make sense because both of these characters are smarter than. Yes. Well, the thing is, is they've had the moments of smart because he said goodbye to her and he left. They had the conversation that it's not just them anymore. It's their kids. And I thought, oh, my God, it's it's growth and it's intelligence. And they just, you know, start planning. Obviously, they didn't plan the thing at Sonny's house, which why Sam would have gone to Sonny's house is just in the first place. I just assumed that Carly was going to ask them to be Donna's godparents. And when that didn't happen, I was like, what? I I can definitely see that. Um, And then, you know, you turn around and, um, you know, they're on the phone planning to meet, run into each other at the Metro Court. Like, what? And for for once, I'm Team Alexis. Because, like, usually when Alexis butts into Sam's romantic, when she's done it in the past... I've been like, okay, you need to butt the hell out. This is not your business. But right now, Alexis is the only one talking sense. Well, I mean, she was talking lots of sense when she went to go see Nicholas. She was talking sense, um, actually, when she was talking to Neil. Like, the character of Alexis is being intelligent. It's new. I like it. (laughs) But... I you just know, wish some of that intelligence would rub off on her daughter because she seems to have gotten hit with the stupid <laughs> stick. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I am so sick of Sam. And, and, and just, I don't know. I, I really think they're never together. There's always something keeping them apart. Just listen to the universe and move on. Exactly. And I'm sorry, like there are there are some fans out there that think because her kids have a big support system that it's completely fine 
for her to be taking this risk. And I'm sorry, I don't care how good of a support system her kids have. Her kids will still miss their mother and will still be emotionally affected by the fact that their mother is in jail for longer than her original sentence if she gets busted. None of this is worth that. It just really kills me because I think both the character Sam and Jason are viable and could do so much better in other circles and then maybe wake their way back to each other if J-Sam is the great be-all, end-all of them all. But keeping them and trying to just continually shoehorn this relationship is just killing the characters. And it doesn't really make them is. all awesome at all. No. It, well, it, I, I mean, and, and even the fan base that has been so rabid, and they have been for a very long time, I mean, this I is mean, what, four, ugh, 17 years? The Jassam Wars have, have fought a lot of other couples along the way. Um, even a lot of diehards are like, really? This is this, not cute. This is what we're getting. So when you're diehards the people that have always been team just sam are sitting here going what i think it spells trouble either the end or you need to find a new a new stick to beat them with because this one is done And you know what would have made this work if before, like, if after they found out they sat down and had a mature conversation about how their choices have affected them and their kids, how Sam's choice to take down Shiloh, put them in the situation, and Jason's choice to go to jail for Michael made it impossible for them to be together for the next two years they have a mature conversation they say look we have to make better choices for ourselves for our kids and they agree to go their separate ways that's how this should have played out and then we have the angst of them missing each other and wanting to be with each other but they can't be so then when they find a miracle cure around this then it would actually mean something honestly I love the fact that Diana was like, well, you made that decision. I told you not to do it. The I told you so was priceless. And even when she said, look, I have watched Sonny's kids have to pay for his mistakes for years, and it's never been something I'm comfortable with. I'm going to tell you, as as someone who cares about both of you, if you're going to do this, make sure you're sure, because your kids are going to end up paying for it. Right. So, in all honesty, it, it, it seems like it's the same song and dance that they always do, and, and I really don't want to watch. No. Same song, second verse, sing it over, it only gets worse. However, I do like the teaming up with Robert. Yes. Lots of Peter seem, people seem to have Peter in their radar. I like it. If this leads to Peter's exit off of my screen, preferably <laughs> in a body bag, I'm all for it. I don't know that you're going to be that lucky. 
I will settle for the blow up of Peter and Maxie permanently and forever. Oh, what was she wearing the other day? Oh, my. I <laughs> don't which, know. Which day? Because, because there all were of it was quite bad. a few days. And I'm sorry. People were calling her the best dress in daytime the other day. And she used to be, but she hasn't been no, that. No, they were talking about minute. recent episodes. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. They must have been watching clips from 2010 and getting confused. I guess, but it was that red whatever. Oh, no. The, the, it was like no. a red slash fuchsia yes. type thing. That mess. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Such is life. All right, before we wrap up, um, we have a question from Will Hughes, at Will Hughes, um, on the Twitters. And he asked, were they hinting at Nell being Nina's daughter today every time Nina flashed finished talking about finding or not finding her real daughter, we flashed over to Miss Benson Archer. Do you think that's where the story's headed, Guess I'd be okay with it if that's where this was headed. I think that Nina's daughter is on screen. Okay. Are I, you I don't know thinking, if it's Nell. I don't know if you, it's Willow. Well, we know it's not Sasha. Right. I would laugh after all this time if it did real end up being Sasha. And they're like, LOL, turns out we just were faking the DNA test for no reason. You are my daughter. <laughs> that, that would actually be really funny, especially with, you know, her making the deal to basically be completely destroyed in Crimson. Ooh, speaking of, what did we think of Charlotte and her little demon spawn thing there? No, Charlotte. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a sign that she's truly Helena's granddaughter. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know what, though? And at least her little, at least her demon spawn will be at a target who somewhat actually deserves it. Because when she was being a little demon spawn to Aiden, I wanted to slap her into next week. But. To Sasha, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Well, it's deserved, but we'll have to see how far she goes next week or later this week. For and sure. I know we're running out of time, but I thought it was pretty funny that Brooklyn's producer mentioned the Me Too movement after groping her ass. Yeah. Oh, that bar fight was fun. Although I'm not exactly sure what Lulu was going to do with the with the pool rack there. I don't know. And then also, I loved how all the extras were like, just like, yeah, we're just going to let let them just do their thing. We'll just keep here. I'm just going to we'll enjoy the fight. We'll just earn our check and eat our popcorn and watch this fight. Well, that's usually what happens in bar fights. One of two things happens. Exactly. Everybody jumps in or nobody jumps in. Exactly. So it was a nobody jump in. That's what I would have done. Just been like, yeah, you're good. You you guys just go on about your business. It was the best. All right. Well, anybody got any final thoughts or anything else they want to say before we wrap up? Nope, I think we're good. All it's right. It's great to see GH kind of straightening itself out and moving mm-hmm. forward. I yes. agree. 100%. So, before we wrap up, let's rate the week on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being unwatchable, 10 being the best you've ever seen it. 
Tony Ann, what do you give this? I'm week? giving it a nine. Okay. I'll give it Very. a six. Very high. Tina's six. Nice. I think that's is that the highest it's been for you? I think so. I think so. I think so. Um for me, honestly, I was going to go Oh gosh, this is hard. Um I would go with seven. I wanted to go seven. I can't go higher than that because there were things I didn't like, uh, the Gladys stuff, uh, some of the teen stuff. But I did enjoy some of the teen stuff. It just was kind of a mixed bag. Um, but overall, like I really enjoyed this week, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Me too. So – you can follow us on Twitter at rtakemedia. We're at rtakemedia.com, where you can find this podcast and all of the other ones we do. You can follow me on Twitter at John. You got Tina at Tina O-L-T-L and Tony Ann at XO, Tony Roni XO. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.